Hello, everyone. This is Joe and Linda Burton with Fighting to Stay Married. I know you want to say something, right? I was going to say my yourself? name. Go ahead and say your name. This, this is, is Linda. She wanted to say her name. <laughs> um, today's topic is about how it's not our partner's job to meet their need. If you're not happy before your marriage, you're, the marriage is not going to make you happy. We're not trying to get the spouse off the hook that they don't have to um, do things for you, but you have to remember that you're responsible for your needs and to express yourself. So once again, we're here with Pastor Flowers. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and we're going to get his wisdom and his lessons and life experience from that topic. So can you share with us some wisdom of how that can mess up your marriage and how you meet your own needs? At first you have to know what your needs are, but then meet your needs. Yeah, I, I think quite often this happens when, uh, depending on the background and the culture that we grow up in, if we get used to seeing it played out in the other direction, where, where one spouse thinks that I, uh, or both of them actually think, I'm supposed to meet every need that the other one has. And mm. at some point, that turns into an expectation. And expectations are dangerous in that they only lead to disappointment. Expectation generally leads to disappointment. So, uh, when it starts out like that, it gets into everything. That foundation of I'm expecting you to meet my needs gets involved in everything. So you can't solve problems because I expect you to solve it for me. And quite often, I think my problem is you because you won't solve it for me. You know, and that just gets us into all kinds of uh, conflict manage, conflict management. It gets involved in conflict management because now I expect you to yield so that my needs get met. And when you don't, now I think something is wrong with you. <laughs> okay. And, and it gets involved, it, it gets connected to problem solving, not just conflict management, but problem solving because I expect you, because I have this expectation that you're supposed to meet all of my needs, I expect you to go overboard because of me. Mm -hmm. That creates, and I'm sure you can see how that creates all kinds of problems in relationships and marriage. When those things start to deteriorate, eat away goodwill. And goodwill is really the concept of how we, uh, what's the word I want to use? Uh, we, we actually go toward serving another person. We do it out of goodwill, not out of expectation. Yeah. So you're cooking for the person because you love to cook. Because you love to cook, yeah. not cooking because of the other person. But right. sometimes, because you, you grow up, sometimes you grow up like you see someone, like say you see your mom cooking, mm -hmm. cleaning, mm -hmm. doing all kind of things. So in your mind, you might not be thinking it, but you might expect like, yes. how come the house is dirty? How come the food is not ready? Yes. Right? Yes. So that's kind of like a transference, right? Of it some is. Kind. It is. Exactly. And, and I think I must be caught in this all the time, Joe. Uh, uh, depending on the, the environment they came out of as they grew up, they expect is one of the reasons that women that get involved in our life, in the man's life, have such a problem with the man's mother. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. One of those things that create that kind of problem. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the guy is expecting his wife to be like his mom was with his dad. <laughs> okay, yeah. and that's not who she is. And that creates a real problem. And then he may turn around and let some poison out and say, mom, she don't do this, she don't do that. Now mom's got a problem with, with your wife now. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's why, yeah, the in-laws don't have, can have a bad rap. Yep. Yep. Yeah, instead of going, hey, man, yeah, my mom is coming up and like, oh man, cool. I can't wait to see her. I haven't seen her in a long time. That's cool. How's she doing? Mm -hmm. But like, your mom's coming over. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. You know what? I ain't gonna be here. I'm I'm going out. <laughs> so it could be it could be that kind of thing, right? Right, right. And quite often it it is that kind of thing, and we don't know why it's like that. Mm. And a lot of that starts with uh, it, a lot of that comes from this concept. I expect you to meet my need, and, and it's it's really a setup because no one really can meet the need except you. If you don't know what your need is, no one else can can meet it. <laughs> so how do you how do you separate roles in like the role of uh, a wife? versus the role of a husband so how do you how do you just how, how do you um separate not not separate but how do you make that distinction you know what i mean uh-huh like mm -hmm. like as a man i get my cues from what i see other men doing mm -hmm. whether right or wrong right mm -hmm. so how does that different you know how do you how do you balance that to make sure that you don't expect but do what you're supposed to do as a man? Yeah. As a woman, yeah. or, I mean, I don't know if I'm making any sense. I, I think so. I think you, you are making perfect sense. And that, that is what is happening to especially younger people now. Because sometimes no one was there to speak into their lives, or no one spoke into their lives in a healthy way. Uh, I, I, I personally like, would think that uh, definition of roles would come from creator. Because the creator is the one that created you, so it would be why he, he would assign a role to you. Mm -hmm. uh, and so if you go by that way of thinking, then you, it's, it's important to go back to the beginning. Uh, we get the concept of men should work from uh, Genesis, uh, Genesis uh, before he gave, before God gave Adam Eve, he gave him a job. Okay, <laughs> and, and, and I think it's really important for men to understand that you're not ready for a wife or girlfriend or anything like that if you're not responsible enough to have and keep a job and then learn how to manage money and that, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the beginning. And, and then uh, I think it's uh, my biggest forget now what chapter two or three he said god said uh to the man to uh to uh he put him in the garden and he said to to uh, uh till the garden that was the job to take care of the garden in other words i'm not going to bring anything to you like a woman until you understand purpose till or cultivate I think is the word cultivate the garden cultivate the garden that means everything in the garden should be better because you're taking care of it. whatever's in that garden it should be better because of you you are taking care of it okay dress dress and keep is the word that uh, King James dress and keep the garden but dress means to cultivate cult cultivate the garden and then it means to, a keep means to protect. Now, now think about it. What in the world is there to protect in the Garden of Eden? <laughs> okay, protect from what? <laughs> okay, okay. But it's the point of learning how to care and protect your family. Because your family is your garden. Protect it and cultivate it. That is who, that's purpose for men. Now, if we get outside of that, we start to change roles. And changing roles is a, is a societal thing. Roles can be changed depending on the society you live in. Yeah. You, you know, and so that, that, can be, that can be dangerous. Roles can be fine, but it also can be dangerous. <laughs> you, you know, I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, but it, 
depending on where you come from or depending on what society you're in. There are some tribes, uh, uh, in Africa, where the women do all kinds of things. In in the animal kingdom, it's the it's the female line that hunts. <laughs> okay, it's the female line hunts the all of that. Now, the male line just lays up there and uh, and uh, makes babies. <laughs> makes what? Babies, baby line. But don't mess with the female. Now you got a problem with the male. <laughs> Hopefully, he protects. He protects the kingdom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the roles can be different depending on where where you grew up, the environment you grew up in. That's why it's. it's I think uh, it's it's important for couples, especially if they're entertaining marriage, or even going to spend a lot of time together as courting or going together to right. really spend spend time intentional and learn each other so that we don't create false expectations of the person. I, yeah. oh, go ahead. <laughs> I think it's also good that know your gift, know your talents. Because mm -hmm. if one's better in financing than the other, then most likely the one that does financing probably should do the bills and different things like that. If one cooks better than the other one or enjoy cooking better than the other one, then maybe that one should do more than the other one. So I think it's taking the time and learning your skills and your talent and having that conversation saying that, but not going in having the expectations of what your parents did or what you saw on TV, but just going back to what is your gift? What is your skill? How can we get the best out of this marriage by using our gifts and skills and find out what our weakness is and see, you know, how it balances out. What are you I forgot now. <laughs> I'm gonna say something. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think when, when two people are, are able to do what you just said, the benefit to the marriage is much better because you get the best of both people. Okay, but the, the problem is having, like you say, having that conversation and being open to that. Right. Because cultures quite often leave people where they're not open to that. Yeah. And, and uh, so the, the best opportunity to have a, a good relationship or a good marriage is to actually be healthy, emotionally healthy an emotionally healthy person. And, and the beginning of emotional health is understanding that you're responsible for yourself. Yes. <laughs> you know? that, I think that's the main thing of this topic. And it was a saying, I think you said, it, um, it takes two healthy people to have a healthy relationship. Right. The relationship, the marriage, um, cannot be any healthier than the weakest person, than, than the most unhealthy person. It can't be better than that because it's you're one, you're together now, you right. know, so it can't be, you know, better. You have to fine tune and work and go through the process. I think it's so important to know your needs and, and what what you need to work on yourself before you get in a relationship. Yeah, yeah you're only strong as the weakest link. And I think quite often it's been misinterpreted uh, even our, our marriage vows, sometimes we misinterpret those promises to be expectations. And there's a world of difference between a promise uh, that someone promises you and an expectation that you have of them. Okay, and, and so vows are basically promises. They are promises to, uh, actually they're promises to God. Uh, and uh, while while you're listening to it, <laughs> okay, okay. But an expectation comes from the other person. I expect you to keep your promise. Well, we hope the person does. Yeah. But when you put an expectation on, then you create you create all kinds of problems. I'm looking to see if you're going to keep it in the way I interpret it, and all that kind of stuff, and that just creates all kinds of uh, issues with unhealthy relationships. So one of the things that happen is people are really good at finding what they're looking for. Just, just think about it. People are really good at finding what they're looking for. So if I'm looking for you to be uh, uh, 
uh, the type of person that meets my needs, I find them. But mess around and do something that I don't like. That changes my focus now. So uh, now I stop looking for you to meet my needs and start finding, looking for reasons you don't do. Mm. Don't meet. And guess what? We're good at finding what we're looking for. Oh yeah. A person can be as innocent as innocent can be. Yes, sir. They haven't done anything wrong. They haven't thought nothing, but for some reason you're guilty. Yep. Like what? What I what I do? Well, you wouldn't have to be asking. <laughs> it's just like it's a, it could be a mess. You're right. You're yeah. looking for it, you'll find it actually, yeah. It, it Good is, or bad. You'll wow. find it. Ooh, ooh, wow. that, that is that can become a real problem. Because all of those kind of negative energy things destroy goodwill. Wow. So so if you if a person is going to keep their promise to you, they will do it out of their goodwill for you. The minute you put an expectation on it, you start to create a poison in that person. That wow. means I now devalue your gift to me. I changed it from a gift and made it a duty. Yeah, you know that a lot of a lot of parts I hear, uh, well not a lot of parts, I hear this said a lot of times, well you're the man, or are you the woman, like you know, you, like you, you're expected to do something like, because I don't know, I know that in times past, one of the differentiations they try to set up for men is to learn how to change a tire, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. do something with the car. But I don't know if a lot of guys know how to change tires today. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree so, with you. But it's like something that we passed on. But nowadays you have AAA, roadside assistance. I can just make a phone call. So mm -hmm. it's like, it's it's some of those things. I don't know if it's good or bad that it went away or if it was just should have never been in the first place. I, yeah, I, I, not I, all boys, not all boys are tailored to that. Yeah, yeah. You know? I think uh, I think it's it's good that we have the convenience of that, but I think in at, at the root, we should know how to do some of those things. Correct. You know, it's good you to be able to have the convenience to take your cell phone and call AAA. I've done it. Yeah. But I still was taught how to change the tire. <laughs> you know. Well, the thing about it too, Pastor, like you say roles and stuff though, but it seems like a lot of women are learning that type of, type of stuff too, considering how the world has changed. Well, maybe it's always been that way, but it seems like women have to learn how to do more of those kind of things now too, right? Changing the oil or not, no, not, not changing the oil, checking things and I don't know because... Uh, I, what were you gonna say? I, I think... Uh, one of the problems that has ushered in the usher, ushered us into the area era that we we are in mm -hmm. is is part of the concept of and I don't I want to use my words carefully women liberation but women are have always been liberated. The problem with a lot of this is now, because of the way some have went about this, yeah, and have lost respect for women, yeah, and oh. and so they don't see their role as protector or or one that makes sure that are cultivated. They don't see that role anymore. They see themselves as, I'm just in it for me. The other side of that is quite often women see a man that is trying to respect her in a certain way as, you don't think I can do it. Let me show you I can. Yeah. Now, those are poison. Both of those are very poisonous. It's poison to the human race. <laughs> okay, because if we, mm, 
the equal thing too because it's, it's so much uh, emphasis on equal equality like uh, you know a man can do anything a woman can do vice versa yeah yeah so and some some something's gotten lost or misinterpreted yeah i think so and i think uh again i'm going back to the bible the way god set this up is that we can't exist without each other yeah we we cannot live without one of us can't do it by ourselves we can't exist alone so, so so that actually says something to us i need you <laughs> so i i probably if i need you for life to survive i might consider treating you respectfully as a valuable person <laughs> okay i i have had some experiences i know in 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 the day my younger days the the and i don't want to use the word expectation but it was the general concept if there was a woman in distress and you were around do what you can for her it, it wasn't that you were trying to take advantage of her you was helping mankind by helping her that's what we did we, a woman didn't have to worry if she had a flat tire on the side of the freeway some guy would stop <laughs> okay some guy would stop they would take care of it for her and and but now there's kind of a back off from that and that backing off sometimes has to do with a lack of respect and sometimes it has to do with a fear of what might happen if i try to help i know with our boys i got on them about opening up doors for the woman or just actually anybody behind them and different things like that and one day we were talking and they were like mom girls are mean like they, they they're mean when we do it now like i don't want to i don't want to hold the door open because she'll actually go through another door or she'll say i can do it you know what i mean like it it, it, it wasn't just thank you anymore it's it's kind of like she took it as an insult so they were like and i'm like well i hate to say it, but if you're with me i better see you <laughs> I don't care their response. You can't go by their response. You have to do what you know that's right to do. If it was another guy, whoever's behind you, you hold that door. You know, so we had that conversation of, you know, they were saying some women don't like those things now. And I brought up to them is, what do you want in a wife? Right there is a sign that you can already look for of what what type of person you want, and and it's to the point of just um, knowing their personality by little things like that. Do you want? I mean, is, is that person ready to be in a relationship because they're going through things, they're still trying to figure it out, um, compared to somebody just saying thank you and and go through the door. It doesn't have to mean anything more than just opening up the door for someone. You know, because I will hold the door for another female, not thinking anything of it. Yeah. Why is that okay? But if I was a male, that person would be insulted. So sometimes I think we have our own issues to go through. And I was telling the boys, those are the things you need to look for. What type of female do you want to marry? What type of female do you want to be with? I'm hoping you want to be one that would say thank you or, or you know, like, accept the the gratitude mm -hmm. instead of that but they were saying you get to the point that girls are mean or they'll go through the other door or they'll say something smart or you know just so many different things that i can see how they're bagging off and, and we had that a good conversation on no i still want you to i, I still want you to do the right thing mm -hmm. even though yes there is some people like that you still supposed to do the right thing you, you should hold the door for more whoever is behind you it doesn't matter you know and we have to go through that process of that so just don't open the door too soon because then they start running <laughs> <laughs> you ever open the door for somebody and they're like still like 20 feet away 
Then they start running. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, go ahead. I'm walking. <laughs> oh, fuck. You time it right. You got to time it. I did that before, too. So somebody <laughs> opened the door for me, and, and, and I was just, whatever reason, I just couldn't run. I was tired or whatever. I'm like, thank you, but I'm going to walk. And he goes, it's OK. It's OK. And he stayed there, and I'm like, but I still felt guilty walking. <laughs> but at least we had like a conversation going to kind of play it off. And but it, you know, it meant more that he stayed in wait. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, of that, I felt more respect for him. You know, but still, it was that. Yeah, it it's hard. Make you feel like it's hard to navigate because <laughs> because yeah. even you, you gave the example about the boys and whatnot. It's like it's like experiences drives drives things too drives your um, your mo not motives but they drive you to not do some things and do some things so if you got a negative experience with these if, if in, in this case you want to use the example by holding the door open for a woman if you get so many negative experiences then that'll make the person not want to want to do it anymore but it takes a different i mean but you have to stay you know Stay true to what you believe in, I suppose. Even though, because you, because you, because you get the good with the bad, right? Right, right. You're gonna run into some bad moments, yeah. but you're still supposed to do the good. I agree yeah. with you because yeah. there's times, it so happens the door made a, a squeaking noise, and I, the guy held the door for me, and he was going the opposite way and I can hear him staying at the door, watch me walk away. And it made me feel uncomfortable. Because mm -hmm. there's a point that you're, you don't think anything of it, but after so long, you're like, okay. You know what I mean? And then when, especially when you turn around and they're still looking at you, that's a little uncomfortable. I did not sure. like that feeling yeah. afterwards. So it start making, it does, do something to your mind. I know I can hear that door close and it was yeah. still open. And I'm like, is he looking at me from behind? You know, it's just that in your head, you can't help from thinking that. Yeah. And then the same thing, like, like you were saying, of just not being safe. If it was nighttime and I have a flat tire and somebody pull up behind me that I do not know, a male, I would be a little scared to say healthy. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's not a, a world where everything's okay anymore. Like how it was before that you can leave the doors unlocked and different things like that. And everybody know everybody. The world's a little bit bigger that um, I, I would probably say I call triple A or something. Thank you anyway. But mm -hmm. I don't think I would open up the door or do anything like that because mm -hmm. of just the world we live in now. Yep. I appreciate it and whatever, but sometimes I feel more safer if they don't. Yep. And that's just because of being at night or just, you know, the the opportunity of just being, you know, yep. taking, being vulnerable in a situation that could go another way. Yep. yep. So, I agree with you. I, I hear exactly what you said. Expectations. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, in fact, that was an experience that I actually had. Uh, it was late, it was at nighttime, and the car was pulled over, and, was, and this lady was, had the hood up. I stopped, mm -hmm. and when I stopped, she got in the car and rolled the windows up. And uh, so, when you think about it, I, and so one of the things I was really conscious of is keeping distance from her. Mm -hmm. I didn't get close, and I asked her, Is there anything I can do to help you? She said, No. I said, okay, uh, have a good evening now, mm -hmm. and just left. But as a person of color, in the time in which we live, mm -hmm. you do have to be careful about things like this. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be careful about it. But the general idea, back from, you know, back from my time, was you honor it was a way of honoring the, the female because the reality is the female of our species is the only way we can get here to the earth it's the door to the earth you can't get here any other way so the value that's connected there 
You don't get to see your offspring without her. You can carry your seed with you. As a man, you can carry your seed with you, but you never get to see it or see them without her. That says she's valuable to you. So it's a, it's a real trick to disrespect the female because in doing that, you basically disrespect yourself. So the male, that disrespect of female is actually disrespecting himself. So when they say stuff like, you should never hit a woman, that's the great, one of the great disrespects? It is. Right, because of that reason you just explained? Yes, 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 Joe. Hitting her is hitting you, is hitting yourself. <laughs> You know, damaging her is damaging yourself. So the best thing you can do is just hold your hand out, you know, so she can stop hitting you. <laughs> no, because because the reason the reason I bring it up because people say that and 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 I'm, the reason I'm bringing it up because I want to get real practical. Mm -hmm. I remember watching a video and this man was on the subway. And this young lady just start, you know, hitting them. Just she was talking and mouthing off to different people on the subway, and then it came to him, mm -hmm. and she was just wailing on him, right? Mm -hmm. And then he just got tired of it and just hit her back, like slapped her actually, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So then it went to the news, and then he started apologizing and stuff like that. But the thing about it is, it's like. Even in that even in that scenario, that situation, as a man, you still should not hit the woman. No, no, I, I preferably, I don't think so. I think you can push her away, pull her off as much as possible. Uh, I, it's just, and that's a, that's a personal thing. Uh, yeah, I just, it, it's, it's just not uh, in my mind a good thing to do. Uh, it, it, there's never a good outcome when a man becomes physical with a woman. That's it. Just doesn't come to a good end. Right. No matter. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't matter if she instigated it. No. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, maybe it just, doesn't maybe just hold her. Stop. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever you can do to hold that off hold and, and get get away from it as soon as possible. I think it goes back to like what I was talking about with the boys of holding the door. I think you also have to look, the women have to take a little bit of responsibility here. I think it's both parties that have to take responsibility. She has to know her value. If she knows her value of her worth, of, of her blessings that she can give and, and the blessings that she, you know what I mean? If she just know her value, it's easier for her to stay in control or to, to accept someone opening up the door. And it's um, that healing and, and being healthy to, to do that, to um, handle her emotions and her feelings to not um, explode. It, it, it's, not, it's not fair to say, okay, a man's supposed to stay in control, but it's okay for a woman to be out of control. It's, it's both of us need to be controlled and, and be responsible for our actions. It goes both ways. Um, it's not okay for me to hit a man, but not a man to hit me. We shouldn't hit each other, period. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. You know, it goes back to that. And that's the main thing I try to tell the boys of looking for somebody. Of if she know her value, she would accept somebody opening up the door and just say thank you. If she knows her value, she knows that being angry and, and out of control is not healthy. You know, if she know her value, she would know how important and, and strong her words is of, of giving somebody encouragement or hope or correcting them. Mm -hmm. If she knew her value. Yep. Yep. And that's what 
you know, my desire is for my kids and that should be our desire for our spouses is find somebody that know their value because you can't give it to them. That you can't get married and assume. I always uh, had said, it's not Joe's job to make me feel love. Mm-hmm. I always feel it's his job to remind me I am loved. I already know it. I, I you know, I, I should already have that in me of, of who God is and what he has done and my value of who I am. Mm-hmm. That it's not his job to, to give it to me. But it's his job when I when I'm down or just having a hard day or just whatever, remind me, you know, of, of come on, babe, it's okay, we we can make through this, you know. But it's not his job to do it or give it to me, and I think I, get lost in that. I, and the only thing I would add to what you're saying, and I actually agree with you, I, I would say it's really nice when a person out of their goodwill actually reminds you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wouldn't make it a job. I, 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 I think if the person actually has goodwill, meaning I want your life to be good and I'm willing to do what I can to make it good, and I see that you're having a low time, if I can encourage you from my goodwill, then what that leaves for you is I appreciate what you did. Versus check, you did it right this time. now i do admit there is good um expectations like one of my expectations is not to be hit (laughs) you know one of my expectations is not to be cheated on you know (laughs) like there is back to the promises (laughs) there is some expectations that is reasonable to have that you can't say there is no expectations there is some general expectations that is healthy to have Mm -hmm. you know um Mm -hmm. for a relationship with anybody Yeah, I, I just think that uh, uh, you you can have expectations of a person, but it really depends on that person's character and their integrity. Mm-hmm. The problem with having an expectation over a person is you have no control over them. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. expectations set you up for, uh, you know, feeling bad or being discouraged or being uh, disappointed. That's the word I'm trying to say. And the reason it does is because you have no control over them. You have no control over this person. So it's a setup when you have an expectation of them, but you don't have control. Okay. Okay. So what, what it then changes to is the character and the integrity of that person is their word important to them? Do they, because this is what they've said they would do. Okay, we go to the altar now, we're gonna marry. Okay, now, uh, you're gonna have, take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife to have in the home from this day forward, forsaking all others and keep her to yourself. So as, as long as you both shall live. And you say, I will. What you've just said, and it really isn't to her, it's to God. I will take care of your daughter. This is really what you said. Now think about if you had a daughter or a son, and you're going to leave them with someone for a period of time. You would want them to treat your child right. Mm-hmm. The problem with being unfaithful is you bring all kinds of problems to them. The, the scripture says, it is a sin of your own self when you when you uh, create adultery or, or enter into another relationship. It's really a sin in your own body. And, and, and the problem with that is that it can through the door of that sin, bring to your mate all kinds of things, not just physical, but all kinds of other things can come to them behind that kind of thing. So it boils down to 
the integrity of the person, the character of the person. Character, can you do what you say when people are around you saying, no, that, man, that's weak, let's do this, let's do that. Oh, you're just a little, you're just a wimp. You have the character to stand up for your word in the middle of that kind of pressure. Integrity, oh, nobody's around, nobody's watching, okay? Nobody is gonna ever know. Can you do what you say? And, and, and our, our problem, uh, uh, Joe and Linda, is that we got taught one thing, but then watch something else. And, and now there's no truth while there's truth there, we can't, we, there's no rock to hold on to because we, we was told one thing, but we saw something different. Yeah. So the person then lost, we don't have, they have no influence over us because we know they're just talking. You don't even do what you say. How are you going to tell me what to do? <laughs> okay. So now you don't have influence. Yet you have wisdom, but you don't have influence. So who loses in this? The generation. The next, the younger generation loses because they can't get your wisdom because you don't have influence. Yeah. So that, that's, that's the whole problem with relationship. And that's what the enemy has done in our lives created all kinds of issues. The scripture tells us that uh, keep your heart with all diligence because out of it are the issues of life. Issues in the heart. And without skills, you can't deal with issues. You can't deal with them. So they fester. They fester. And the more they fester, the more poison comes, the more we lose goodwill. And once we lose goodwill, we can't solve problems. And we try to make people do stuff because we think that's what they're supposed to do. Like, that's gonna fix me. If I make you do this, I, I, I run a power trip on you to make you do something. And I think if I make you do something, I'm gonna be okay. The reality is, you're not my problem, I am. <laughs> I am my problem. The very first thing, we tell couples all the time, own your world. <laughs> Own it. Own your world. Stop blaming other folks for your world. Your world is the direct result of your decision. Ooh. And that was exactly what I was going to say is, and I always ask this question, what about people that been married and stuck here? And that's the answer right there. Own it. Own it. Mm, yep can never change anything that you don't own. You wait for somebody else to change it. They going all about their business, living their life. You waiting on them to change your world. You're all mad, sad, and blue, and they're dancing, partying, and having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> and now that even make you matter. <laughs> you can't figure out how to get out. Just, just own it, you know? Own it. Yeah, get your power back. People give away that power and not even realizing that that's over something so small, it can mess up your whole day. And I'm like, I don't get that. You know, it's like, I'll give you a minute. <laughs> and sometimes I don't even give you a minute, but I'll give you a minute, but you, you, you're not gonna mess up my whole day. You know what I mean? It's like, but some people be mad two, three, you know, days over something that's so small. And it's like <laughs> I raised my hand to that. that anymore, but you did. Oh what? Oh. <laughs> but, but, like man, you made me mad. You yeah. don't deserve to get to talk to me. Because <laughs> I'm at uh, Yeah. Kind of or need something and they don't want to get help. But it's like it's like you nope. need me. I don't need you. You rather do without. I don't want to give you the satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I and, and it's so funny because when he goes when he used to go through that stage, I actually felt freer. 
And I know that sounds weird because I guess I took on that I do have to do that or I'm supposed to do that. I became um, disabling him, uh, codependent him. Yeah. And, and when he went through that stage, it freed me up. And I couldn't understand, like, I'm happy and I feel good when he's mad to a certain point because now he's on his own. He's, he's responsible to get out that slump and, and make his own self healthy. I don't have to do it. And we had to figure that out. You know, and finally we did figure that out that, you know, you're responsible for your own happiness. You know, if you're mad, then it's not my job to keep trying to do it right when it's something simple and I said, sorry, and we should move on from it. You know, it's to the point of own it. You know, like what's going on? What happened before and after? But I challenge you, <laughs> I challenge you because too many times we just say sorry and that is not enough to make the person whole, right? Because a lot of people do more damage and they think that just by saying sorry is enough when you haven't made the person whole. Like for instance, if you, if someone, I don't know, someone broke a $200 item of yours, you know, you loaned it to them, they broke it. Oh, I'm sorry, Pastor. And then they leave, you're like, okay. <laughs> You don't feel whole in that moment. Right, right. right. So a sorry is just not enough sometimes. Yeah. You have to do something else, among, you know, that with your sorry. At the end of the day, whose responsibility is to make you whole again? It's yours. It's, it's not that person you have to deal with you. Well, yeah, I mean, that's true. So I guess a lot of relationships are gonna be ended. Cause yeah, you can't. That's, that is the area where a lot of people are having well, they are having real issues in that area. Yes. But they, what I'm sorry, the next thing they want is restitution. And yeah. the problem with restitution from a person you can't control is they may not give it to you. Mm -hmm. Now, what do you do with yourself? <laughs> because it's still your, it's still your problem. So move on. I, I mean, I get it. So move on, but they're never going to borrow anything else from me again. Yeah, that that's that that is what you learn from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when I was teaching um, restoring hearts for women that um, husband was dealing with affair or or um, pornography and stuff, I I had to explain you might never get sorry. You might never get that forgiveness of, of a knowledge that he did something wrong, that he acknowledged that he did something wrong, or he's doing something wrong. And I actually have a guy come in and apologize for them to her in a general state so she can move on. Because some of them feel like they just even need to hear that acknowledgement. But I remember going through something and it was actually uh, my, my mother-in-law, no, my stepmother had actually said, Linda, you might never, and that's what made me start doing that because she goes, Linda, you might never hear sorry because they don't realize they did anything wrong. They can't get past there. They're not mature enough to get to that point. So mm -hmm. you're never going to hear sorry. So what I'm going to do for you right now is say sorry for them. And this is probably the only sorry you're going to get for that situation. And now you have to choose, is that good enough? And now it's on you. Yeah. And so when I do Restoring Hearts, I do that for the women of, you may never hear sorry from your spouse. They might not think pornography is an issue and how it affects you. They not might not think how the affair bothers you. So. This is, you know, have the person apologize, a generic form, I have written it out to apologize for them. And yeah. now I'm saying, it's up to you, own your world. What are yeah. you gonna do now? Are you gonna stay in that misery? Yeah, because you, you create misery for yourself. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, it, it uh, one of the uh, uh, kind of, I don't know if it's a good example or not, but I use it in, a, in my personal life frame. Uh, with this on your world when I talk about uh, uh, you know you want some rest you want some solitude so you go down to the, the, to the jail and and ask the, the guard can I just spend an hour or two in one of the cells by myself the guard says sure and so he lets you in and then you give him the key and tell him to come back and let you out in two hours so two and a half and three hours later you're mad at him because he didn't come back and let you out. 
the, the whole point is keep the peace. Keep the peace. Keep your power. The key represents your power. Keep your power. Keep, 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 <laughs> you said, oh. <laughs> oh, because I couldn't understand. I, I, I finally heard what you said. Keep the key. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't hear that first. Yeah. Yeah. Keep the key, because the key represents your power. Let yourself out. Mm -hmm. And and that's the whole thing with forgiveness. We're giving the other person the key. When we want restitution, we're giving them the key, and we can't control them. So we don't have power, so we become frustrated. Yeah. yeah. Keep the key. Keep the key. Let yourself out. Mm -hmm. And and that means I have to own my world. Mm -hmm. I have to own my world. My world is I'm mad. Well, they're not mad. I gotta do something about me being mad. Here's another so let me be let me uh, throw a monkey wrench. Mm -hmm. The devil's advocate. Sure. You ready? Mm -hmm. So you're the person that's, so I accepted all your advice and I'm living that way. Mm -hmm. Now you got a friend. Girl, I don't know why you let him get away with such things like that. You know what? You didn't cook and you didn't clean or he didn't, you do this or you do that. Or from the male perspective, man, all the stuff you did for her. I mean, I don't, I don't understand, man. You, you shouldn't. I mean, so I mean, so that person. So how do you protect yourself? So the the, the beginning of that, what you're talking about now, has to do with healthy people. Healthy people are emotionally stable and they're okay with themselves. Mm -hmm. So if I've said I'm going to do something, my word means more than that. That's the character part. I'm around, this person is telling me this, but I have the strength to keep what I say because of my character. Mm. Okay, now that has to build. It has to build and it starts with the child. Tell, letting that child know that your word is really important. Of course, to do that with a child, you have to have influence with the child. Yeah. Okay, so to build strong character in our children, requires us to be healthy as parents so that we we build and develop healthy children that grow up to be healthy adults because the best way to have a good relationship with another person is to become healthy because healthy people attract each other healthy people don't attract people that aren't healthy so what I hear you saying is, is if someone is telling you those things, you pick out the good parts and then throw away the bad parts they're saying. Like, you know, oh, I accept this, what you're saying, I accept that, oh, I don't agree. So you just separate those things out. You know what I mean? Like you do. Yeah, basically the, your character and your your vision of who you are, what, what yeah. you have been, who, who has poured into your life and told you who you are? Yeah. That generally comes from a dad or a, a, a coach or somebody of influence. Pours into a, a male and tells them who they are. Yeah. And if we didn't get that, we, we are apt to get swayed by a whole lot of stuff. Anything, there's all kinds of things to try to get you to move in one direction or another direction. The strength of character starts with knowing who you are. This is who I am. And because of who I am, my word means something. Sounds good. Yeah. It's, it's sound good. It's hard to do, actually. This well, is actually hard. <laughs> it's hard to do. It's hard to develop that in our children where they grow up to a point where they can stand up in the middle of people telling them to do something else and say, I'm not doing it. What's wrong with you? You're just a punk. No, I'm not. I'm just chose not to do what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you gotta be, you gotta have some strong character, some strong conviction. That's the world we live in. If you don't have that, get swayed, wind blown, all kinds of things happen to you. Yeah, because I don't like when I go, because I have some people that go out 
uh, to restaurants with at sometimes, and then mm -hmm. you know how they want to buy drinks, mm -hmm. buy shots. Mm -hmm. I already know my limit. Got you. Right? I know my limit. I, as, soon as, I, as soon as I feel a little buzz coming on, mm -hmm. right, I stop. Got you. But not everybody else. They, they still going on and they like, oh, I'm buying everybody a shot, Joe, here you go. And I'm like, nah, man, you got to drink it. Nah, I'm good. You, man, come, come on. And then he try to get everybody else in on it. I'm like, nope. Got you. <laughs> and I, just, I just take it and pass it on because I already know my limit. Got you. I mean, that's just, you know, that's a practical example. But yeah, but if you, if you get, if you buy into the peer pressure, if I would have bought into it, I would have took that shot, and then maybe take another one and been toe up. Yep. Yep. And I don't like it feeling that way. I got you. Yeah, and think about this. What if we make choices when we're toe up that gets us in trouble? Yeah. Who's fault is it? Because they're not there now. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yep. You're right. And we have to teach them that what you're talking about. That's what we have to teach to our children. That's what they have to learn. They have to learn how, to, and it's a process. It's a developing process. You don't get this right all the time. You get it, you miss it. You miss it, you miss it, you miss it, then you get it. You miss it, you get it, you get it. But at some point, out of all of that work, you start to develop strong character. And, and what's needed from parents is encouragement. Encouraging them to keep trying to do it, directing them and keep encouraging them to do it. And then an example at the same time. So the main thing on this one is, it's not our responsibility to put it on our spouse to make us happy. That we need to find it within to be happy. And the main two things is own your world and know who you are. Yes. Yep. You know, no, okay, I am going to do this. I'm not going to do this. This is my belief. This is my values. This is who I am. And no matter what people say, if I choose to forgive you, I choose to forgive you. I don't care if this person thinks it's right. stupid or dumb or don't make sense or how, you know, like they might do it again. I made that choice. Right. You know, so be responsible for my actions. So, and if it happened again, that I made that choice. Yep. you know to for for that door to be open so mm -hmm. i think those are the two main things about stop putting it on other people and put it back on you yeah. because yeah. you are the only way that's going to have if you're not healthy you're not going to have a healthy relationship nope. Not, nope nobody else can make you healthy you have to do that you have yeah. to do that and healthy people, people yep. attract healthy people mm -hmm. yes there's too many people that say, he made me do this, or he made me feel this way, or she made me feel this way. No, own it. <laughs> own it. You're responsible for your own actions, your own feelings, your own emotions. Yep. And, and yep. you have your own values. What? Who are you? What do you believe in? And what are you gonna stand for? What are you gonna take? What are you gonna say, this is the limit? And what are you going to do about it? Yep. Yep. Yep, yep. That is, uh, this is critical. I, I, and my thing with all of this is, as you talk about it, it's critical to, for parents to help their kids to get this before they get involved, before they get tangled up in relationships, or before they create babies. It's critical for them to get this before they start doing all those other things. Yeah. That's what I always say to you know, I try to say to people that, especially young couples or people that just got married, spend some time with yourselves first. Yes. A few years or something like that. Yes. A lot of people don't listen though, but spend some time because you need to know yourself and know that person. And because if you bring a baby in and you, you know, you still and you still haven't learned this person over here yet. Now your, your attention is taken away the baby so it's it's uh it could be a mess it can that's one of the most valuable things that that uh i've heard you know uh, spend some time before you get involved in a real serious relationship yeah spend some time babe and i 
uh, knew each other five years before we uh, we actually got married. Mm. You, you, you know, uh, and I, I think that was really valuable to our relationship. First of all, I uh, was attracted to her. And one of the things I found out about men is you don't think the same when you're attracted to a person as you do after you got to know them. Mm. So things that came out of my mouth were basically being motivated from the fact that I liked it. I was attracted to it. I didn't really know how much I wanted to be with it, with her, the person. Gotcha. <laughs> it took some time for me to get over the physical thing to really know the person. And I think it's really important for women to understand that. Hmm. Oh, so that's why they're supposed to see. See, that's that's good because I, I have noticed over the years, and sometimes in movies, but I have noticed it too that women do take their time, like no holding hands. They take a they take a while. I don't know if they know that they're supposed to do it, or maybe they have been trained or taught, but they wait a while, you know, because now cool. you need to. You know, get to know me. Yeah. You get to know me, then you won't like me no more. Yeah. That's that is what. I, it's just critical to spend some. First of all, you find out whether this guy really likes you or not. Yes, yeah. You find out real quick. <laughs> yeah. See, he see you with the makeup not on, not on. You know, oh, you look real good. Got that makeup on. Ooh, girl, man, she did you see her? <laughs> Next time you see her, you know, if her eyes was light brown, now her eyes are not light brown anymore. <laughs> you don't what? have no eyeshadow on. <laughs> and you walk right past her, right? You you walk right past her, like, <laughs> do I know you? <laughs> I think that actually helped us that we were friends for, we were both dating somebody else when we met. That mm. we wasn't thinking about dating. We were attracted to each other, but we didn't, we were just friends, talking mm. as friends. We never talked about going out and all that stuff until he was about to leave, until he told me he was going in the service. Mm. You know, but we were just friends. We, you know, I don't think we even actually went out. It was just phone calls mm. for a good, year you know but yeah that because because I, I had people go oh, i remember that <laughs> people yeah. go i'm surprised you're with him he's not your type and i'm like wait i knowing him once you know him it's kind of like what's my type? yeah what was my type was that too goofy what, 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 what so, What, what, what was your type? That's what I want to know. What was the type? We'll oh. be <laughs> but I hear that a lot. And I think we made it work because we knew each other first. Got, got to know each other. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, I mean, it was attractive there. That's how we just start talking. But when we talked, we were just talking about everything. You know, we didn't talk about, you know, like you look good or, you know, we wasn't trying to entertain that. We were just having general conversations about the moon is, you know, the moon is blue. I don't know. We just, <laughs> we were just talking. I know I couldn't think anything fast enough. Yeah, she didn't say about like the moon. Okay, the sky is blue. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we just had simple conversations all the time and I think that's what made it work for us because of that and I think if we didn't have that I, I don't think we would have made it because we didn't we were able to get to know each other I knew his value he knew my value you know and and we were able to do that you know and then and it was like simple things you know like um he didn't have his wallet one day and he gave me 20 bucks to hold for something. And I had that 20 bucks for like three months. And I finally was like, do you want it back or do you need it? Or, you know, 
for whatever reason. And it's like, we were just friends and he was surprised mm. I still had it. You know, like, <laughs> like, oh yeah. You know, but it was that integrity and all that stuff was seen without, I mean, um, had without being uh, mm. tested, without being, um, what's the word? We were doing it without trying to do it. You know what I mean? It just, it was just happening. Mm -hmm. So we had that and that was a lot easier than that attraction first and just on that high for attraction, you know? So I think that's, that's really good. So, yeah. So don't expect too much from people, Well, not too much, but just watch your expectations. Uh, yeah, I think watch that's important. Yeah, because it's gonna set you up to failure or disappointment. Well, Pastor, uh, I think, you know, uh, I'd like to thank you for your time. Um, it's been very enlightening. Every time I talk to you, I do, you know, there are some nuggets that I like, that I learn, keep, and whatnot. So I thank you for your time. Well, thank uh, you, Joe and Linda. I appreciate being on your on your program. It's been it's been fun for us. And, uh, I, I really enjoyed this. I think it's really important. Well, thank you. So, all right. Any, any last words? No. I think it's just important that people realize own your world, know your value, and watch your expectations. Okay. Well, that'll do it. Thank you for tuning in. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.